Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Julius Bear's Moving Markets podcast. It's Monday, the 11th of September, and my name is Helen Freer. On today's show, I'll be talking about the latest market news with Bernadette and Derko, and then I'll be speaking to Marcus Wachter from our technical analysis team to get his latest thoughts on the markets from a technical perspective. But first up is Bernadette. Good morning, Bernadette. Good morning, Helen. So how did we finish up last week then in terms of the markets? Well, uh, European markets closed slightly higher on Friday, Helen. Uh, The basic resources sector fell 0.4% as media stocks rose 1.1%. And the pan-European stock 600 index closed the day slightly higher, which uh, broke a seven-session losing streak, uh, the longest losing streak since February 2018, in fact. Um, In the US, the S&P 500 edged up just 0.14% on Friday. That was snapping a three-day losing streak. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average added just 0.22%. The Nasdaq Composite was literally just up 0.09% on the day. It was a losing week overall, though, for the major indices. Uh, The S&P was down 1.3%, the Nasdaq almost 2%, and the Dow finished the week about 0.8% lower. Uh, Energy stocks rose on Friday as oil prices continued their recent rise. And uh, some technology stocks that we saw struggling in um, recent sessions uh, over the last week clawed their way back somewhat on Friday. So, for example, after two straight losing days, Apple inched up 0.4% and Microsoft and Salesforce rose about 1%. Unfortunately, other names, including NVIDIA and Tesla, fell more than 1%. Uh, Recent economic data in the US, including lower than expected initial jobless claims, have reignited rate hike fears and concerns that the Fed might have more work ahead. In fact, on Friday, traders were pricing in a greater than 40% chance of another rate increase in November. And what about other asset classes? How did they fare? U.S. Treasuries were mixed on Friday with a bit more curve flattening. Uh, The U.S. dollar index was little changed, though it did hold on to some solid gains for the last week. And gold rose by the most in nearly two weeks. And Asian markets this morning, how are they looking? Asian equity markets traded mixed this morning. There was a lack of anything positive to drive the markets. Uh, Shares in Hong Kong fell as trading resumed after it was closed on Friday uh, because of this uh, rainstorm. Property stocks there sank following disappointing earnings at Sun Hung Kai Properties Limited. Equities in mainland China climbed to overcome a four-day loss with easing deflationary pressure and a report on more cities relaxing mortgage rules, helping to uh, stabilise sentiment there. Uh, Tomorrow, just so you know, India is going to be releasing inflation and industrial output figures for August, while China will be announcing industrial output, retail sales, and most importantly, house price sales this coming Friday. And this data is likely to give further evidence of the cool down in the second largest economy in the world. But the main focus in Asia this morning has been on the currency market, hasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, Japan's new central bank governor, Kazuo Ueda, gave an interview to a newspaper in which he outlined that ending negative interest rates might soon become an option. Uh, He said that there might be sufficient information by year end to judge whether wages will continue to rise, which is a key factor in deciding whether to pair back on the super easy policy. Um, The yield on the Japan government's 10 year bond jumped to 0.7 percent, which is the highest level since 2014. And the Bank of Japan has said it's going to conduct funds supplying operations on September the 14th to curb the gains in these yields. And meanwhile, in China, the onshore yuan rose for the first time in seven sessions this morning after falling to its weakest since 2007 last week. And this morning's daily fixing was stronger than expected by record margin. 
And any other highlights? I see Alibaba's trading down this morning. What's the story there? Yep, shares in Alibaba, the Chinese tech giant, uh, were off three and a half percent this morning after the company said that in a surprise move, uh, the CEO Daniel Zhang, who we already knew was stepping down as chairman, has decided to quit just months after agreeing to lead the cloud division for the company. So that'll be a stock to watch. Um, another tech-related highlight is the listing and first trading day of UK semiconductor producer Arm out of SoftBank Holdings. It's going to be the world's largest listing this year. The price action in the first sessions is going to be taken as a gauge for the risk appetite in the investor community after all the hype around um, everything AI in the summer of 2023. Arm is considering raising the price range of his initial public offering after a meeting with investors. So uh, we'll have to watch out for that as well. Okay. And looking ahead at the week, what's in store? Well, what's planned at least? I already mentioned the Asian data that we need to watch out for, but there's still plenty more from the rest of the world too. Um, Investors are going to be looking forward to key US inflation data this week, with the latest consumer price index due on Wednesday and producer price index data on Thursday. Uh, This time around, the headline numbers are expected to pick up from to plus 3.6% after plus 3.2% last month, while core numbers should slow from 4.7% to 4.3%, according to our analysts. These readings will be coming after a string of uh, stronger than expected economic data points last week renewed these worries that uh, the US Fed Reserve could raise rates more than previously expected. In Europe, investors are gearing up for the European Central Bank's next rate decision, which is due out this Thursday. The market is pricing in a roughly 40% chance for the central bank to hike 25 basis points to 4%. But economists are predicting it's going to be a close call there. And today, how are markets expected to open? Yeah, well, aside from Switzerland, Europe looks set to open higher this morning and the main US indices were all set to start the week on a positive note when I looked a few minutes ago. So let's hope it stays that way. That's it from me, Helen. Excellent. Thank you very much, Bernadette, for the comprehensive roundup this morning. Thanks to you, Helen. Now, Marcus, good morning, first of all, and welcome. So what do you think about a year-end rally then? What does your technical analysis tell us about this? Are the chances good? The chances seem to be quite good in the S&P 500 to do a year-end rally. Um, Historically, we have seen uh, in um, the year-end returns, uh, depending whether the market is in an uptrend or in downtrend, and uh, that indicates that the September to December returns are uh, usually strong when in an uptrend. Also, the S&P 500 uh, still uh, is in a, an uptrend. The down moves we have seen have been uh, like corrections or setbacks in the uptrend. Um, that uh, makes us um, see that uh, new highs can be ahead of the uh, in the coming months. Okay, and let's talk about yields now. Um... US and German yields have reached a major long-term resistance level, I think you said last week. What does that mean in terms of where they go from here? Yeah, we will watch that very closely in the coming weeks. The yields have been coming up, uh, like the US yields have been uh, hitting the 4.34% uh, resistance, uh, which is a longer uh, level, long-term resistance level we've seen. Similarly, on the German yields, 
um, they did not really manage to break down, set back, but now they are holding there. So uh, we will really need to see to confirm a topping of uh, top of the yields there. Uh, the U.S. yields would need to come back uh, down below 3.9, 3.6% again. And just quickly on oil, we've seen Brent crude prices rise recently. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think they can rise further? And has this spread to other commodities? The the Brent crude oil prices have reached a nine-month high recently. The um, oil is showing quite some strength. Um, Where we don't see much support is uh, coming from the other commodities. So the um, like the commodity indices X Energy are not have not done a new highs uh, since I uh, have not crossed the July highs, which the oil has done. So from that side we see oil um, strong, but more maybe more in the short term, and the the gains are uh, probably limited, as it's not supported by the whole commodity in complex. Okay, thanks very much, Marcus. Good to get your latest thoughts this morning. Thank you very much, Helen. So that is all for today. Thank you again to my guests and thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe and please also leave us a review on whichever platform you like to listen on. We would love to hear your feedback. And do join us again tomorrow when I'll be back and talking to more of our colleagues about what is moving markets. Have a great start to the week, everyone, and bye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.